I ask you guys that question is because today we are going to be looking at two hosts, hostess. Aww. Hostess. Yes, and they are literally the hostess with the mostess because they had Jesus in their house. Um, So today we're going to be studying two followers of Jesus, Mary and Martha. Um, And they're pretty popular in the Gospels. Um, It's a pretty popular story. Um, And as I was planning this lesson this week, I was very convicted because I realized that I am totally a Martha. Um, And I think that you guys will see what I mean when we finish the lesson. Um, Especially this week, it's been a little crazy of a week for me. And so just like thinking back to this week, I had to question myself, like, why did I, what was I working for this week? Was I working for the Lord or was I just trying to get things off my to-do list? Um, So Mary and Martha are a good example for us all. Um, So I want you guys to also be going into this passage with that same mindset, asking yourself, am I Mary? Am I Martha? Or am I neither? Um, So, and we can talk more about that as the lesson goes. So go ahead and open your Bibles up to Luke 10, 38. It's a pretty short section. Just a few verses. All right, so Luke 10, 38 through 42. Who would like to read that for us? You laughed that we didn't read it. No, it's because every time I make eye contact with Riley, she's like, Kelly, you want to read? Well, I didn't want to do that this time. Okay. Anybody else want to read? Okay, thank you, Mason. <laughs> okay, 1038. Oh. Okay. Let me get this one. Okay. Luke 1038. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? Martha, Martha. (laughs) Isn't that from something? Um, Oh, it's from the Brady Bunch. Martha, Martha, Martha. I think it's Marsha. Oh. (laughs) Marsha, Marsha. Anyways. Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from you. <laughs> Nothing like stopping in the middle of some scripture reading for a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as we're looking at this passage, Mary and Martha are sisters, and they're both hosting this. They're both hosting Jesus. So the setting of the story is in Mary's house, um, and that's where they are right now. And it's Mar- well, it's Ma- it's Martha's house. Mary is there helping Martha host. And something I learned while studying this passage that really brings a lot of light to like how big the situation was is that Jesus attracted a lot of people with him right so in their house there was probably about a hundred people there so it was literally like a party and the the reason that we know this is because one everywhere Jesus went there's people that was that were following him but also in this passage it said that the people were sitting at Jesus's feet hearing his teaching and Jesus probably wouldn't have been teaching and people wouldn't have been sitting at his feet unless there were a lot of people there Um, so in Martha's house there are currently a hundred people Um, And so she's trying to serve 100 people, feed 100 people, make sure everything is clean and orderly. And also on top of that, Jesus, who is like a very important figure at this time, was also in her house. And to add to that, in their culture, it was highly esteemed and highly valued to be a good host. Um, So there was this like this pressure socially for her to be a good host. And it was like very frowned upon if she displeased anyone that she was hosting um, or let anyone down. So she's got 
people to please. She's got Jesus to please. Um, they've got people to feed, things to clean, a party to hold together. Um, so Martha is definitely feeling the stress of that, right? We see that here. She's, she's anxious about many things. So let's put ourselves in Mary and Martha's shoes. Imagine there are 100 people in your house. Jesus is also in your house. And on top of that, in our culture, you are very much so frowned upon if anybody in the, in the party is disappointed in you. Um, so how many of you guys have hosted something before? Raise your hand. What's it like to host? What is going through your head? I think just like making sure everyone at the party event is like happy mm. and like giving them whatever they need or yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your mind is on others. It's like you gotta make sure you replenish the food. Yes. And like make sure like you need to eat. Go eat the chocolate beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forcing people to eat things. I get the whole graduation party. <laughs> Please eat more sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, what else, what else is going through your mind as you're trying to host people? Even if it's just a few people. Like your friends come over to your house. I feel like with friends, if they break something like valuable or something, you mm. like blow it off. Like because like even though it means so much to you, you don't want to be not cool and like yell at them for breaking it. Yeah. Settle down. Right. So you're like, oh it's <laughs> yeah yeah they're like in your house with your belongings and you're like yes yeah you're giving them away to other people basically yeah so when you're hosting you're in go mode right your mind is all right replenish the food make sure everybody's eating make sure everyone's happy um you're not as much you're not really caring about the way that like your grandma's vase looks if it breaks you're more like patient with that um so we see here are two women trying to do the same thing. They're both trying to serve. They're both trying to host. Um, and they're both wanting to serve Jesus, but they have different hearts. There's some commotion going on. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Looking at this passage, what is Mary doing in the midst of all this craziness? She was listening to Jesus teaching. Yes, she's just sitting and listening. So, again, we put ourselves back in Martha's shoes or sandals because that's probably what she's wearing. Ha ha, I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's so hard for me to focus when there's other noise going on. Um, we had to put ourselves in Martha's shoes and think you have this teammate. Like if Macy and I are, are hosting an event and all of a sudden I disappear and I'm just sitting there, Macy's going to be probably upset at me if she's doing all the work. Um, so we have to put ourselves in Martha's shoes. What is Martha described as doing in this passage? She is distracted. Yeah, she's distracted. She's not even really realizing that Jesus, the Messiah, is teaching in her own house. She's so distracted with replenishing the food and making sure everyone has drinks that she's not even realizing, oh, Jesus is teaching at my house, and, I, and she doesn't even listen. Um, so what do we see Martha tell Jesus? She goes to Jesus with kind of a complaint. What does she say? Why is she helping me? Yeah. 
she's upset. And she, the way that she says this, she's assuming that Jesus is going to be on her side. She's kind of like going and telling on her sister, hoping that Jesus will be like, you're right, Martha, I mean, Mary, go help in the kitchen. That's, you're, not, you're not supposed to be sitting here at my feet. You're supposed to be going and helping. Um, so Martha's going before Jesus, thinking that Jesus is going to be on her side. But instead we see Jesus is actually correcting Martha for missing out on the most important thing. Um, so to Martha, Mary was being lazy. Uh, Martha saw the to-do list and the things that had to be done and cleaned and people that had to be served. But Mary just saw Jesus. Her eyes were fixed on Jesus, and she wasn't going to miss a thing that Jesus was going to say. Um, so now we're, we see that Jesus is going to deal very gently with Martha. Um, so there's a few things that stand out about Jesus' statement here. He says, Martha, Martha, Marsha, Marsha, uh, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Um, so the first thing that he says to her is Martha, Martha. And the reason that he says her name twice is because he has great compassion towards her. He's being gentle towards her. He knows that she just wants to serve and she's gotten carried away in the serving. So he has an abundance of compassion for, Mar- for Martha. Um, not Marcia, <laughs> and that's why he says her name twice. Um, it's kind of a cultural thing. Um, so this shows that Jesus has compassion towards Martha. He's gentle, and he wants her to realize what she's missing out on, but not because he wants to reprimand her or make her feel bad, but simply because he wants her to come and just be with him. Um, but it also shows that Jesus is correcting Martha for something that she is wrong in, um, but it's totally out of love. Um, another thing we see about Jesus is that he sees what no one else sees. So probably from everyone else's perspective, Martha looked like she had it all together. She was being a good host. She was serving them. Um, she was doing what was expected out of, out of her. In everyone else's mind, Martha was doing a great, a great job. But Jesus saw straight through her service and saw that everything was just linked back to wanting to either please people or just get the job done, that she was totally distracted of what the main goal was. Jesus saw through her acts of service and knew what actually her heart looked like. Um, So Jesus saw deeper, and he saw that Martha was not working from a heart of grace and rest and adoration of him, but she was just working from a place of anxiety. Um, So what do you think are some of the things that Martha was anxious about? What do you think was going through her head? She probably just wanted everyone to like be like leave things with his good hooks. Hmm. Like, like, kind of like people pleaser. She wanted yeah. people pleaser. Yep. She just wanted everyone to leave and be like, huh, that was nice. Yeah. Good job, Martha. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what she was that was her goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was trying to make sure everyone in the party, all hundred people or however many people were there, left very happy. Um and she probably even wanted Jesus to leave happy. Um but Obviously, she didn't know the right way to make Jesus happy. Um, And the third thing we see about Jesus is that Jesus cares about service done with the right heart posture. So like I said before, Martha was working from a place of unrest and anxiety um, and just fear of man. Um, She missed the most important thing of all. Jesus was in her house. Um, He was teaching, and she missed out on his teaching and just being with him and in his presence because she was so carried away in the busyness of the night, the to-do list that she had to do, um, everything that she had to get done. Um, so looking at this, how many of you guys think that you know exactly how Martha feels? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think I, I do. I, I feel, uh, I think maybe a little bit of how she feels. And I think it's really easy to slip into 
becoming a Martha, right? We're all busy. You guys are all involved in different things. There's different things that have to be done. You guys are all working or doing stuff at school. It's so easy to get caught up on our to-do lists and, and what we have to get done and the people that we have to please and the expectations we feel like we have to meet that we totally forget to just sit in the presence of Jesus and to be with him and to listen to what he has to say to us and just to rest in his presence. Um, so my question for you guys is, are you a Mary or are you a Martha or are you neither? Um, so do you serve from a place of people-pleasing? Um, do you just strive to win the approval of others? Are you trying to win the approval of yourself? I know that's something that I really struggle with. I just want to prove to myself that I'm good enough. Um, are you trying to serve God? Or are you trying to just serve others? Are you trying to um, work just to get it done? Are you working for his glory? Um, or do you serve from a place of rest and adoration of the Lord? And this looks like doing work, doing hard work, going to your job, but being joyful in it and knowing that God is in control, that he gets all the glory, and also taking the time to just be with him. Um, or are you neither? Are you not working? Are you not serving? Do you not spend time with the Lord? Are you just kind of in this limbo state where you're in between, where you're like, I'm not either Mary or Martha. I'm not really doing anything right now. And that's even a, that's a dangerous place to be because you're just, a luke, you're just being lukewarm and you're in the middle and you're not tasting the grace of Christ and the, and the amazing joy that's found in Christ, um, you're just kind of in like the limbo spot. So are you Mary? Are you Martha? Are you neither? Do you go from one to the other? Do you flow back and forth? Um, I know for me, I really want to be a Mary, but I tend to be more of a Martha. Um, and some days I'm like, yeah, I feel like I, I'm a Mary. I'm resting in the Lord. I'm, I'm spending time with him. But then when I get into busy weeks, it's really easy for me to drift over to Martha territory. Um, so yeah, you can just write down on your paper who you think that you are. Um, would anyone like to share maybe what they think they are? I feel like I'm both. Like it sounds yeah. so weird because I feel like my job, I really do have to people please in mm. order to make sure that everybody is like okay. But like I've noticed more often going to work, I'm more joyful because like I've done my Bible study, like I'm ready to mm. go. Like that's what I've noticed more. So like, I yeah. feel like I'm trying to get more to Mary's side, but at the moment I'm still more though because. Mm. Like I think about Chicago, I have to make sure that everybody's okay. So that's me basically being a host. But yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being a host and pleasing people. Yeah. I think it's when you miss out on that personal time with the Lord. That's like a red flag. That's, yeah, and you can definitely be both at the same time. Yeah, any other thoughts? Who do you guys think you are? Are you Mary, Mary? Huh? Are you? Are you Mary, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be Mary. Mary had to leave everything but, like, on the back burner that she had to get done. Um, so I have three passages we're going to read through real fast. One of them we've, I think we've read through, like, five times at least. So um, who would like to read? I need three volunteers. Thank you, Brooke. Can you read Matthew 24, 45 through 46? Um, I will read Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And then can someone read Mark 8, 34 through 37? Who wants to read that one? I'll read it. 
Thank you, Paige. <laughs> Were you closing your eyes earlier? When you... <laughs> if I just don't look at her, she can't see me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matthew 24, 45 through 46. And you can read it whenever you get there. Um, also, I forgot to say this, but as we're reading the as we're reading these, think about what it's saying about service as a life of like being a Christian. What is this? What is the Bible telling us about how we should serve? Um, and this is Philippians two one through eleven. Um, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And then, Paige, can you go ahead and read that last one for us? Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet? not their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul awesome so these three verses what what are they saying about serving and working for christ i think that's just like just like what it's saying is that when you're serving and when you're working there should only the only purpose should be working for christ mm. um, <clears throat> And I, I was actually I was listening to one of the porch episodes of <laughs> like a really old really one about like like how you should like work like, I guess like Christians are workplace hmm. and it's just like talking about like um, it's such like a mission field like work hmm. is um, and you can really show love of Christ by how you work because hmm. so many people just don't like their jobs or are bad at their jobs or hmm. purposely like slack yeah yeah. As Christians, we should be the hardest workers at our, at our places that we work. Yeah. yeah. It's not like God calls us just to rest all the time, right? We talk about this a lot. We're supposed to work hard and also rest well. Um, we have to work hard, host the party, but also don't forget to just sit at the feet of Jesus and be with him. Like Maddie says, get in your, get in your God time before you go into work so you can be filled and ready to go. Um, um, so yeah, our our price is already paid. We don't have to prove anything. We don't have to um, we don't have to work to prove for ourselves who we are. Or work to prove to God who we are. Martha didn't have to prove anything to Jesus. Jesus just wanted to be with her. He, she didn't have to throw this wonderful party in order to get Jesus to like her more. Jesus already loved her unconditionally. There's nothing she could do to change that. Um, no matter if the party was amazing or if it was awful, Jesus would have loved her the same. Um, so let's focus on the last part of Jesus Jesus's statement. Um, let me flip back to Luke here. Um, he says, 
you are anxious and troubled about many things. And he says, one, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Um, what was not necessary for Martha to do that night? To be a tattletale. <laughs> to be a tattletale. <laughs> yeah, she did not have to tattletale. Martha isn't helping me. Yeah. Yeah, she had to be she a tattletale. Was so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Martha was bitter because Mary wasn't working as hard as she was. She saw herself as better than Mary because she was working harder than her. What else was not necessary tonight for Martha? Was it necessary for her to host? No. There's a hundred people in her house, and Jesus is telling her that was not necessary for you to host them. It's not necessary for you to be running around trying to put everything together. Sure, it's, it's important. It can happen later. But what was truly necessary is that Martha just spent time with Jesus and listened to his teaching and was with him, um, which is crazy because there's literally 100 people in the house. You, like, we would look at Jesus and be like, what do you mean? How are all these people going to get fed? And like, how is this party going to continue? Um, and Jesus isn't saying, like, quit the party. He's just saying, be with me. Keep in mind what's the most important thing. So the necessary thing was just to spend time with Jesus. So what does this say about our work? If Jesus says, your work isn't necessary, even though it's good, what does that say about how we should view our work and our service? Yeah, it's not as important as God is. If you don't have time to spend time with the Lord one-on-one, then you need to clear up your schedule. It's not necessary. The Lord is necessary. And so if the one excuse on your mind is, I don't have time to spend time with the Lord, that's why I don't do my devotions, then something needs to change. You have to get rid of things. Uh, you have to kick people out of your party. Take, <laughs> don't actually kick people out of your party. But like get things out of your life to clear your schedule um, because he's the most important thing. He's the thing that's necessary. Um, Jesus is the good portion. So he's all that we need. He's all satisfying. Um, nothing else matters when Jesus walks into the room. Nothing else mattered when Jesus was in that house. It didn't matter about the party. It didn't matter about the food. The only thing that mattered was that Jesus Christ was in her house teaching. And Martha missed out on it, but Mary didn't. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, um, serving from a heart of rest, peace, and adoration of him. Um, So in the midst of serving and the busyness of life, keep your mind focused on Christ. Sit at his feet. like Be with him. Um, don't sacrifice your prayer time. Don't sacrifice your devotion time. That's actually how you're going to be able to serve best. Um, so I wrote down a few questions for us to ask ourselves um, as just frequently as you can, um, especially if you get into a busier season where you're working a lot or maybe you're helping at church a lot or you're doing whatever else is in your life. Um, these are really good questions to just keep asking yourself um, to check your heart. Um, so number one, Uh, Have I spent alone time with the Lord just dwelling in his presence? So this just looks like praying and being with him. And sometimes it just looks like sitting there and just being quiet. I I have been doing that a lot more. And it's definitely, um, it's it's interesting because we spend a lot of our time talking to the Lord, right? And asking him things. But how often do we just sit there and like listen to him or just just be with him? Um, So have you spent time alone with the Lord? When's the last time that you had your devotion? Um, and where is your heart when you serve? Um, like what, what are your intentions? What's your, what's your fuel? What's getting you going? Um, are you working from a heart of anxiety, people pleasing, approving, or are you totally in submission to the Lord, knowing that he's in control of all things? 
Number five, what are you distracted by? Um, Martha was distracted by many things. It could have been a lot of different things. She could have had a really hard day and was just thinking about that. So what are you distracted by? What, what's taking your mind off the Lord? Um, and am I choosing the good and eternal portion, which is Jesus, or the temporary portion? Busyness, empty service, people pleasing. Um, so yeah, these are good questions to ask yourselves just to have a heart check. Um, we can so easily slip and forget to put Jesus back at the center. Um, but putting him back at the center, spending time with him, listening to what he has to say to us, that is, that's where he wants us. That's, the most, that's what's necessary. That's the only thing that matters. Um, so I encourage you guys, spend time with the Lord. Sit at his feet. So just pray. That's what that means. It's like Christian, Christianese. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is just praying. Um, and never sacrifice your time with him um, for anything that's not necessary. Um, and yeah, that is all that I have for us today. I'll pray for us. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord. Um, I thank you for the reminder in your word um, that we do not work to prove anything. We don't work to prove ourselves or to prove to you um, how good we are, Lord. We already know that we are sinful and we are broken and we are helpless without you. Um, Lord, I just praise you for Jesus, for sending him um, down to die for us and to... Um, pay the price for our sins, Lord, and that there is nothing that we have to do other than just accept him, um, Lord, and that when we do, he becomes our everything. I just pray for all these girls here, Lord, that they would find time to spend time with you, just one-on-one, um, being in your presence and talking to you and reading your word, Lord, that that would be um, just the best part of their day, that that's how they would get filled up to do whatever they do throughout the rest of their weeks and their days, Lord. I know they're all so busy. Would you help them not become so busy that they forget about you, Lord? Would you keep um, yourself at the center of, your, of their life? Um, Lord, I thank you for your patience towards us and your love towards us. Um, we will never be able to comprehend it, but I just pray that you help us um, love you more in the process. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.